Good evening, one and all. Welcome along. It is season four, episode 59, I believe, Mike. Yeah. It is. And I almost had a heart palpitation and a heart attack there because with 20 seconds to go, my computer froze. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's not the first time I've had to fly solo, so don't worry. <laughs> but I wouldn't mind. I only got this computer brand new before Christmas. so uh, uh, Yeah, for it to freeze at this point. Yeah, we need to maybe take uh, slow the RAM down on your computer a bit and start taking some <laughs> stuff off the stream. Literally, I'll be walking back. I'll, I'll be bringing this back to fucking where I got it from. I got the year's protection. <laughs> but it's Tuesday night, <laughs> and uh, it's great to see. We already have comments in. DJ Dog telling us it is tag day. The commanders are in trade talks for Lamar Jackson. That's correct. Joe is as always. Joe is tuned in uh, in Italy, and he is sharing our video. Um, just before we came on air, the news broke that the New York Giants have re-signed Daniel Jones to a four-year, forty million dollar average per year contract, and will be tagging Saquon Barkley. Mm. <laughs> Cowboys have ta have put the franchise tag on Tony Pollard. Yeah. Which was expected. It has been a newsworthy couple of days, but I mean, it all—it's always going to be, especially around the, the you know the 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 tag deadline. I suppose. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like we knew that that was coming. Like, yeah. you know, I know we came up, we speculated different ideas about um, what they would do with the tag because they were like, "Oh, we're not going to you." It might you might be surprised, and it, it was again. We're, it just goes to prove we're in the smoke and mirror phase of the off season where it's all lies. Don't listen to anything because mm -hmm. we're all going, only Tony Pollard makes sense to um, tag. And they go, well, you'll be surprised. And then it's like, no, we weren't surprised. Yeah. I, I, I have to say it's the least surprising news that we got in years. Um, what are your thoughts on this, Mike? I mean, I think in Cowboys Nation, there's a bit of mixed feeling about this. Now, look, I, you're you're someone who's on record as saying this is a placeholder to get a longer term deal done. Oh yeah, definitely. Like you know, it's been done before. Just because you 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 tag a player now does not necessarily mean that that's it. That he's on this one year. You know, fully guaranteed money of mm. over 10 mil, and that's it. It's like yeah. it's not just because you tag them now does not mean that that's what they will play the season on. All it does is it stops Pollard walking out of the building mm. and running up a, a running up a cost. Right now, he cannot do anything. Strictly he's under contract. So we can't yeah. go and talk to other teams. So all, all Dallas have done to protect themselves for now. Until they can decide what they want to do, yeah. Because the big factor at the moment that's playing into the tag for Tony and what what this is doing is because they got till July the fourteenth. Yeah, that means now with the injury, they have time to get further down the line to look at the projection. And go, ah, okay. So yeah. this is where he's at. This is where he's going to be playing. Right, okay. Here's our offer. Take it or leave it. Yeah. Uh, like and we we didn't get to chance to have a chance to discuss this in depth 
obviously because like that we we just got in a few minutes beforehand but i suppose look there's there's kind of two questions and i uh, joe i have your question mark yours is the next question i'm going to ask but given that the baltimore ravens have used the non-exclusive franchise tag on lamar jackson are you surprised the cowboys didn't do similar Probably the in. It's got to be the injury. The injury is what what mm. is just leading them to just land there and to stay yeah. in that that zone. Yeah. Like I from for me, obviously. Look, the Ravens are trying to get something for Jackson, and that's why they've definitely they've put the non-exclusive tag on him. So mm. they're what I think is it is a two first rounders they could potentially get for him. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So I would have thought maybe that's something they might choose. Um, it's it's got to be the injury that's holding them back. Yeah, because who yeah. want to do that for an injured player? Yeah, and look, the the next question is, and look, Graham said this in our own group chat. Joe is saying it here. We've tagged an injured running back, and now we've got twenty six million tied up in yeah. the running back room, most in the NFL. And I I said it to you off air, Mike. There's a possibility we also draft running back at 26 if he's there. Could be, yeah, <laughs> it's possible. And the, the but the the issue with so he he is the problem. I mean, like, so the first thing with the running backs, first of all, mm -hmm. is we got told if you remember, Zeke's gonna take a pay cut. He wants to redo his contract yeah. and do it at the combine. Combine's come and gone. We're still yeah. nowhere closer to knowing what's happening with Zeke. Yeah back a month ago when they said this, as we are post-combine. So he, we're still there. The issue is, is two things. So Tony's coming out, coming out injured. We're moving to West Coast offense. West Coast offense does not fit. I'm not saying that there's not a role in a West Coast offense for Zeke. Mm -hmm. But a West Coast offense does not fit him. There's a role for him. It's a very niche role in a West Coast yeah. offense. So it, Going back to your point, those two factors mean running backs a need. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely, it does. It all it all factors in. Mm -hmm. um, DJ Dog is posing the next question, I suppose. Which, and again, this is this is look, this is all going to be hyperbole for the minute. Is would you sign Pollard to a three or four year deal? How much per season? And I think you've you you've already said it. It depends on the injury. It, the injury is the first thing, but I would because obviously the injury is not going to debilitate Tony. Like next year, you're going to see a difference in him for definite. Like yeah. with Michael Gallup, right? Yeah, injuries like that, they might be healthy enough to play, but they're not back to what they were. Mm. Injury, you know. Yeah, uh, it does take away from them for that for that year. But I would definitely pay Tony. Because you think there's not much tread off those tires when you think, like, really, he's only, he, even last season, the most yeah. snaps he's played in the season was only 50% of the offensive snaps. Yeah. So it's not like there's a lot of tread off those tires. So that plays into a big factor. Um, so I would give him a three-year deal, and that sweet spot, I think, for Tony, if you're going to give him a three-year deal, you'll be looking like six, maybe seven mil at a push. Yeah, per year. And yeah, I, 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 I can understand the point you're making, and I, I agree with the assessment. I 
personally don't think his camp would accept that. And no, for a multi-year deal, because you think about it, this mm. is for the running back position now. With yeah. with Tony Pollard, is this is it? So this this contract really is gonna because he's gonna get high level usage after this. He's gonna get run up. He's gonna get used a lot. And then by that point, he's getting into his late 20s where running backs generally at that age are on the decline. Yeah. So this really is his contract. And I think yeah. he, if he can get to stay in Dallas and they say, you're six mil on the table, he's in per year. This is you now as a running back. You're a backup runner. You've worked your way in. We're fine. This is going to be it. I think he'll take it. Because what you won't want to do yeah. is um, move on, play on a bigger contract. And all that come back to fall, like falls on top of him. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I I, I get what you're saying, and I suppose this again, this this feeds into my concern with Tony Pollard. Is he's not a three down back in the same way as we say there's a niche role for Zeke in a West Coast offense where he's you know your battering ram, your goal line guy. Tony Pollard is not going to fit into a three-down system. So you're effectively going into a season with a niche guy, another kind of niche guy, and you don't really know what you're doing, and you're paying 26, 27 million for both of them. Mm. And, you know, I suppose the frustrations is that everyone's, you know, coming out of last week's conversations with Stephen is, they're saying they can't afford to surround Dak with talent, but they're spending the most money in the NFL on running backs who are niche players. Yeah. And I, I would pay very little attention to that entire conversation. <laughs> I just listening to the entire thing. I was just like, what yeah. is going on? It was a terrible interview that. Yeah, it was. Um, but moving moving on anyway, look, we'll we, we'll move away from this for a little bit. And I suppose whilst I was going on about players who have been tagged, I forgot to include, of course, right tackle Terence Steele, who's been offered the um it's the the which tag is it, Mike? I have no I you're related to the moment. second round tender on him. Oh, okay. Is, yeah. So effectively, they've they, they've put a second round tender on um, Terence Steele, so he's coming back. The second round tender, I think, is about three to four million um, to to play on. So unless they get a second round draft pick for Terence Steele, he will be coming back next season. And I think it makes sense. Hmm. Um, yeah. I'm just do you know what I do, I do lie because they were talking about it in the in the group chat. Yeah, they were talking about the second round tenant, and it makes does make total sense. Yeah, makes complete sense. Like I think he, I think he's earned his money. Um, mm. Like I, do, I don't think he's let anybody down across the two and a bit seasons that he's played. So you know, good luck to him. If someone offers a second round pick for him, I'm happy to take it. Exactly, and that was what I said in the group chat. Yeah. I said, um, look, you know, um, if somebody does end up going out there and saying, oh, yeah. we'll get a second round, we'll give you a second round for that, then you've just literally uh, turned an undrafted free agent into a second round pick. Yeah. That's a huge value. Yeah. And, 
I suppose if you want to if you want to kind of tease it out a little bit more, you also have a guy who can play right tackle for you next season in the mm. building. Yeah, because we don't know what's going to happen with seventy seven. True, and you, you know, know you got you got well. Let's go there. That um, has pretty much spent the entire season. Redshirt. Redshirt. Yeah, is a good way yeah. to describe it. Recovery and then getting better. You know. Yeah. Um. So I like. I think. I think. I think it's a good move from them. It makes sense. Just bringing up a couple of more comments here, Joe has channeled his inner uh there's another member of the of of, of our of our uh, viewing community who would love this comment i would have let tony pollard walk restructure zeke and trade for derrick henry from tennessee i like where he had that joe i just don't think they would do something like that <laughs> yeah um and then the other one that andrew has just put in uh, 160 million for Jones. Borough and Herbert are going to be billionaires when they sign. <laughs> Joe Burrow has earned any deal he gets. Um, Justin Herbert still has a lot to prove for me. Yeah, I th this really now needs to be a year for him to step up. Yeah, for Herbert, you need to yeah. see something more now. Yeah, it can't just be promise. Yeah. Um he needs he really needs to grab that Chargers team and put them in the playoffs convincingly. Mm. Something like an 11-12 win season for me for him to get the money and the praise that a lot of people want to give him. But look, as we say Tuesday nights are about project prospect. We have done an offensive line round, we've done the cornerbacks last week. We're going to talk about everybody's favourite position tonight. Everybody likes a good old tight end. <laughs> and here's the thing. like I mentioned it before. Like In the modern day NFL, the tight end position... Sorry, I'm getting all the news about Daniel Jones. Um, <laughs> it's just flying in. Yeah. Um, the tight end position in the modern day NFL right now is the... Um, like the forgotten man. So defenses mm. now are needing to catch up. So what you need to do is you need to strike while the iron's hot and you yep. need to go get that tight end. Because it's no surprise. It is literally no surprise that this year, the two Super Bowl teams just so happen to have some of the top tight ends in the league. Yeah. You know, look at the 49ers. They're in, in, in the NFC um championship okay. yeah. another great tight end <laughs> you know it's just it's yeah. no surprise that that's what you're looking at when <laughs> it's there because they, they just like this uh, this movable piece that can that can break way yeah. um so yeah you need to go get those tight ends in this nfl today it's about getting the right guy the, the issue is with tight ends like even if you think of of kittle and kelsey mm. they 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 you have to give them time. There's not yeah. many rookie tight ends that come in the league and just explode. And 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 speaking of that, Mike, we spoke privately and I said we were going to tease this out a little bit tonight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. you have you you put out a very cryptic tweet over the weekend when speaking about they wanted to surround 
deck with weapons that yeah. you know that they were going to make moves. You are on the you were on the on the train. You were almost conductor of the train in <laughs> 2021. You are now the conductor of the train to trade our first round pick in 2023. So do yeah. you want to talk about it? Uh, well, I mean, we spoke about it last week, but yeah, I mean, like it, it, it it's 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 fun. It's a fun conversation. Yeah, but the, the the more sensible way to go because the the tight end position in this year's draft is so deep. The more yes. sensible thing is to wait till, I mean, like a second round tight end is fine in this draft, but third will mm. still work too. Yeah, um, they're gonna they're gonna last till then. So you know that is the more sensible way to go down but yeah i mean if you, <laughs> you want to go back to the conversation i said to draft your first round pick for Kyle Pitts at Atlanta but yeah so that that would never happen stranger things have happened but True. you you, you kind of alluded to it there in um in your comment about Kyle Pitts and you know it is like this and and you mentioned say Kelsey you mentioned Kittle mm. A lot of these guys are third, fourth, fifth round draft picks. Exactly, exactly. The Cowboys have had great success with Dalton Schultz, who was fourth round pick. Blake mm -hmm. Jarwin, before he got injured, was undrafted. Peyton Hendershot is undrafted. Jake Ferguson, a fourth round pick. The Cowboys know how to draft tight ends or get tight ends into the building. Yeah, yeah. Um... Jason Witten was a third round, wasn't he? Jason Witten was, I think he was picked 69, wasn't he? Yeah, something like that. So, yeah, yeah I, I, it's, it is true. Um, you know, you don't need a first round tight end in order to get yeah. a decent tight end. But, you know, it, the, the this draft is so, and there's, mm -hmm. there's different options available to you for the type yeah. of tight ends that are there. So wait until a third round and you, you can... Really take yeah. your pick from there. All depends really on the again, is it's cop out answer, really, is what I always say. But it, it's all on your draft sequence too on the day on the day. Yeah. On the days. Yeah. Like uh, I I know I said it last week, but it's as broad as says it's what type of ice cream do you like and what kind of ice cream it, do you that, want? That's true. That is true. You know? And yeah. to be fair to to be fair to DJ Dog, he's thrown in the comments. Absolutely good oh here. So Darnell Washington is a monster. He, he absolutely is. is. Yeah. Uh, he likes old Dominion tight end. Um God, I can't think of his first name. Zach, it's Zach Kuntz, is it? Yeah, it uh, is. It's Zach Kuntz. Yeah, Zach, Zach, um, yeah. who's a third round prospect, and he just says that the tight end class is insanely deep. And it is mm. like I mean. Mm. Top to, top to bottom. I mean, Mike, you're 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 the draft guy amongst <laughs> us. You know, I mean, have you ever seen a tight end class this good? Not as deep, stacked at the top. Yeah, yeah, as no, guys it, all the way down. Like we've been spoiled, definitely in years past with like the tight ends at the top. You know, like there's always mm -hmm. been like a nice selection of like good four guys. Mm. And it seems to be every, and you're just like, oh, nice. Yeah, another yeah. nice, good collective. Then you get, like, the next tier who, who are on obvious step down, and then the next group that are, like, an even more step down. But here it's more subtle. The, 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 those tiers are literally player by player. Yeah. Absolutely. So, uh, and, you know, even you could go into the day three guys. There's still guys 
who would be a decent tight end two or three on your team. Yeah. So, look, do we want to get into the first guy? Go on, give me your first guy, your first so, guy. So, my first guy, I've gone a little bit deeper into the draft. Like, look, there's the, there's the guys absolutely at the top of the draft. Hmm. The first guy I'm going to talk about is the guy who's probably the lowest ranked of the guys we said we'd talk about. <laughs> it is former defensive end from Alabama, Cameron Latu. Mm. Now, this is a guy with the size, with the with the technique, with the skills, with the football IQ to really transfer into the NFL. He's not going to be your Travis Kelsey. He's not going to be your, um, as you say, George Kittle. He's going to be a guy who's going to do a solid job for you in 12 personnel. Yeah, it, there you go. I'm glad you said that. Go on, keep going. Keep going. Yeah. Like, again, just kind of looking at it. Yeah, again, versatility. The concerns for him are obviously, look, his athletic upside and speed are not great. He's not going to break away from anybody. He's not going to be a yak daddy, which most people want their tight ends to be. He doesn't have the ability to separate, and he's new to the position. So he's not going to have a full route tree, which feeds back into the fact that this guy is going to be drafted to play as a 12, 13-man personnel player. Yeah, you definitely don't, you don't want this guy on block in detail. Um, mm -hmm. Gets forklift, gets, you know, leveraged out every time. Plays two, um, because he's a receiving tight end, you know, he he, he does have a prototypical, prototypical size that you want from a tight end, which is what makes, why this makes this like a bit, a bit weird. And it's not his weight or anything like that that's the issue. Mm -hmm. It is that he has just like this weird technique and it keeps him upright. Um, yeah. So that's what gets him leverage that position. There's also as well, the other thing which I haven't heard anything about yet, because obviously mm -hmm. we're only just coming out of the combine, but there is the knee injury he had as well. Yeah. So um, it doesn't seem to be a concern, but it is still there. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And, also, as a receiving tight end, he's no good on the deep pass either. He will no. not catch deep balls because he, no. he loses sight of the ball. And you can see yeah. him, there's a number of times where you see him, he's looking over the wrong shoulder for the yeah. ball and you're like, oh, God. Um, and at times when there was no need for that. Um, mm -hmm. So obviously, he's just getting flustered downfield. He'll get yeah. down there. He'll, he'll yeah. totally get down there. But when he gets down there, he, he won't catch the ball. He he's short and intermediate passing only. Like yeah. you say, twelve man personnel is an important thing. Yeah. Like, would you consider him say as that guy who who can? I like I'm not I'm not trying to jump ahead and be complimentary of him, but like that the, the short six seven yard passes, just coming across the middle, breaking out of formation across the middle. Short dump off. That Dak's not going to have that next season with Schultz out of the building. No, and I mean it worked for Blake Jarwin. Yeah, <laughs> I mean Blake yeah. Jarwin was down the middle on the seam route, disappearing on the those intermediate routes. It works. I mean, 
you know, the thing with Cameron, he, he it's that he does lack acceleration and mm-hmm. a little bit of speed too. There yeah. is an, oh, an issue there. Yeah. yeah, so there is that. Um, I don't like it. I'm like, he's got this weird way of trying to separate. And I, I just like the, his style of separation. I have a feeling is just going to be frustrating to coaches. Yeah. That's his biggest problem. Yeah. And like, he's not going to be everyone's flavor of ice cream in this no, draft. No. There are teams who are not going to have him on the board. Um, so, like, most people have him as a fifth, sixth round talent, but uh, there's a potential he mm. could drop out altogether. He could. The, it's the knee injury, really, yeah. that is like where you taking him in day three. That's the, yeah. that's where the knee injury risk assessment comes in. Yeah. So, Cameron Latu is a guy to watch towards the end of the draft. Mm-hmm. As you say, Saturday evening of the draft, start keeping an eye out. If we haven't drafted a tight end, we're going to draft one at one point during this draft. So, that might be where they look. Could be. Well, Mike, I'm going to throw it over to you to give your first guy. Yeah, well, I, I, you know, you can't go on any further talking without talking about Darnell Washington. Um, <laughs> I mean, like it, it was weird because in Georgia there is, I mean, it's one of the negatives going against him was his um, production at Georgia, and that's what makes it weird. But what is crazy? He's got a really big wingspan and he can catch the ball. Yeah, it just seemed to be that George's plan was nah, nah, don't don't worry too much about that. Yeah. So the issue you've got is when you're trying to watch Daniel Washington, the receiver, mm. you're struggling to find tape on it. Like you literally have to go back, go to his go to PFF, go to his stats and find out games where he's making a number of catches and receptions. Yeah. Uh, and then go back and watch that game. That's really what you're gonna do because the blocking's all the same. Uh, yeah. I mean, put it this way: while he was in college, it was like 80 pass blocks that they put yeah. him on, uh, and uh, on those attempts or, or whatever you want to call it, on those snaps where he was used as a pass blocker, zero sacks, zero pressures. <laughs> but he's so big and monstrous, no wonder. Yeah. Uh, and you know, the 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 um, comparisons people have with him on. Um, uh, Gronk it is completely warranted. I mean, you go back and you look at the Raz scores. Yeah, they're practically the same. Like by, you know, we're talking like hundreds of a millisecond here, or like half an inch there. They are almost the same. <laughs> I'm loving this comment from DJ Dog. AM and Longhorn agree on Washington. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, he is good. And, like, what, but the, 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 just as an example, then for, for mm. people, because he, he's got this massive ring, he can catch the ball. And yeah. the seed ball, he makes that catch on the mm-hmm. sideline, the spec, the spec catch. And instantly everybody's like, oh, wow. And you, you're just like, ah, okay. Box ticked. So, yeah. It is it, like when you think about it too, like okay, if we've got Tyron Tyron Smith at left tackle, we've got Tyler Smith in left guard, 
Mm. Um, Steele comes back. He's, his projections to be ready for camp. So that yeah. means he's going to take it easy in camp. Now he's going to be yeah. posted pre-season as well. Take that into account. He could be ready for week one. How effective yeah. he is at week one, we don't know. But he, I reckon so. Then yeah. you've obviously got, you, you know, Zach Martin, who's Zach Martin. And then yeah. um, we yeah. definitely stick it with Biarish in the middle, yeah. yeah. But now all of a sudden, you add Darnell Washington to that mix. Like, mm. it, it, just so you people understand, his tag, his uh, Instagram tag is at six, the six lineman. Because mm-hmm. that, that is what he is. Uh, yeah. and he's, but he is really good at catching the ball, uh, as they've shown. Uh, his issue seems to be that he can play... Like, because he's not that fast, Yeah, he doesn't really worry about ever trying to break loose. So yeah. he doesn't care about it. So then he'll just play in traffic all the time. Yeah. And it, it's weird to watch... Um, because he doesn't look comfortable doing it, but yeah, it just seems to work. Um, he, he will make contested catches, not to say that he can high point the ball, yeah. Um, as you've seen in the senior bowl, the senior bowl is yes. a high, he's high pointing the ball there. Um, so he can do it, and then when he's got the ball in his hands, he's hard to bring down, and plus, he's got a really nasty stiff arm. Um, yeah. <laughs> which he, he is good at using. So, yeah. I mean, like, to me, everything that you see on the negative side of Washington are just, like, minuscule in comparison to what the positives are. And you're just like, yeah. everything about this fits what, what we could do. Yeah. We already know Schultz isn't coming back. We, yeah. I say we know. You we never know. know what's around corner, but yeah, yeah. Be <laughs> but, I mean, so yeah, like, go on. I'm, I'm, I'm going to pose the question, and Rich posted posed this question over the weekend in our own group chat. Hmm. Hmm. You know, like I have, I have the stats here. Darnell Washington, 2022 season, 28 receptions, 454 yards, two touchdowns. Given the size, yeah. Given the ability, it's just why, the way George. What? Why? Just and the style I suppose, of offense. Yeah, but I suppose the other factor is who did he play opposite? <laughs> like you just look at everything. The way as well, like when you look at you know the quarterback play they just because of that whole style that they have um Stetson Bennett isn't that type of quarterback mm. that will target tight ends generally anyway mm. yeah uh DJ I think DJ dog wants to pick to be Darnell Washington I mean he's he, <laughs> he he's he, he's he's in here non-stop and I love the passion that you have for this guy DJ dog it's great to see He's even telling us that the number zero is available on our roster, so mm. why would we not get yeah. in? They're bringing the um, zero back, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, the the point I was trying to make, Mike, more was Darnell Washington played opposite Brock Bowers. Yeah, yeah. Brock Bowers has the potential in the 2024 draft to be yeah. draft pick number one. I think he will be. End. 
Yeah. So it's not a knock on Washington that his numbers were lower. Like he rounded out every other part of his game. As you know, as DJ Dog said, in short yard offense, he'd be, you know, be hellacious in there. He mm. can block, he can, as you said, Mr. Sixth offensive lineman. He he wants to do the dirty work. He doesn't want to. It's not that he doesn't want to, but he will he'll do the dirty work and make catches if he if if needed. You know, mm-hmm. so I think there's a lot of upside with this guy. Yeah, I'd, I'd like you say it's the, the production issue. I mean, Brock is slightly different because he's just like that that F type. So you know, you mm-hmm. do see him playing from the slot, but he's uh, from the tight end, but he's playing from the slot a yeah. lot. <laughs> I mean, there's another tight end we'll talk about who does that too. But yeah, um, you know, I think with Washington, his style and usage in that offense is what makes everything look squiff for him mm. on tape. Um, but the talent uh, and the skills are all there. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, it is very true. Exactly what we were saying, Lilmar. Yeah, same yeah. exact same thing. That we've, we've had tight end classes in the past where they're, they're stacked at the top, where you've got a nice, good grouping at the top, mm. and then it take, it, 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 the next group comes off quick. But this is just like it's a nice, slow progression of um, yeah. how the talent drops off as you move on. It, it, it is insane to watch. <laughs> it's definitely like it's one of the most talented groups in this year's draft. In a, yeah. in a year when generally this draft is like going to be a difficult draft for all thirty two teams because it's not like a super talented draft. Um, yeah, it generally, do you know what I mean? Generally, yeah. it, it it has been my feeling all this year that I, I I'm not getting as excited as I normally do about the draft. Trying to do the research for the draft this year has been a bit of a drag. You know, because mm. for us, you know, like we love offensive linemen, we love, you know, wide receivers. We you, there just doesn't seem to be the elite levels, but just because we don't think they are right now, three to four years down the line, like, we, it could be the best draft class in history. We just don't know. know. You never know. Yeah, it's all about get into the right scheme. I always say scheme is the most important thing for these draft prospects. They yeah. need to go to the right team first. Yeah. Um because some teams will just draft players and uh they'll try and create rather than elevate. Yeah. And again, I'm just going to throw the final comment in here on Darnell Washington uh from from DJ Dog. Washington would have an instant role in this team and that's what it's I true. like about him. Yeah, it's I true. agree. It's true. I agree. I, I, and you don't have to Pay Schultz double digit money to stay in the building. Nope. Um, I, and because you, you know, if you move into this West Coast offense, Dana Washington fits. He basically he solves two problems for you in, in one yeah. go. He solves your yeah. receiver option, um, and helps in, in the blocking on short passing. Um, even if you wanted to put him on option routes, which I yeah. reckon he could actually do after seeing the Senior Bowl. Yeah, so Little Mac has posed a question, and I'm going to pull it up. If Nolan Smith, Joey Porter Jr., and Darnell Washington are available, pick 26, who are you taking? 
So Joey Porter has issues mm-hmm. where he can he will end up, especially with the style of play he has, he could end up getting a lot of flags thrown against him. Donald Washington mm-hmm. and Nolan Smith is what it's up against. Yeah. Nolan Smith has big injury history. So mm. it all depends on how comfortable you feel looking at his injury history and the risk assessment on that. Yeah. If the injury wasn't a factor, obviously it is, and that's why he's not like a top five pick. Yeah. But if the injury's not a factor, I'm taking Nolan Smith. If the yeah. injury is a big factor and they're like, then uh, yeah, I'm sticking with Washington. Yeah. I would pick I would pick a um a, a fine and problematic in terms of injury Nolan Smith over Washington. Yeah, a hundred percent. That is what I because I, 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 I'm thinking, imagine having that together with Micah Parsons. Nolan Smith is Micah Parsons. Yeah. Imagine those two on the field together at the same time. Like that's just the, you, there you go, game over. You may yeah. as well go home. Pack your bags right now. You're not doing <laughs> anything on that against that defense. Yeah. DJ Dog is just thrown in the comment there that he likes the two cornerbacks from South Carolina. And Ultra Cowboy, I think you're new to choose the Knights anyway. Uh, Dalton Kincaid and Luke Musgrave are better than Washington. Uh, he's not a great pass catcher like Kincaid or Musgrave. London Wells did a lot of work with Kincaid. Yeah, that's true. Um, I, Kincaid is like, I love Washington for what he provides, but in terms yeah. of um, should we talk about Kincaid? Because he's one of the guys. Yeah, I think he was one of your guys, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like he, what he's I like one with... of yours, Nice Musgrave. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There we go. So, so you're we'll getting both, Ultra Cowboy. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll work on both. Um, so, like, yeah. I mean, with Kincaid, he is very scheme friendly. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of some of the other tight ends, they they need the right. Kincaid is very universal in what he he can provide for you. Yeah, and bear in mind this is a guy, you know, we're talking about all these great tight ends. It's super super deep. Yeah, and yet Kincaid last year was first in receptions, second in yards, first in touchdowns mm-hmm. amongst tight ends. Yeah, I mean the guy the guy is really good. Um. Mm-hmm. Like a lot, a lot of when you look at the problems with Kincaid, is kind of like what we was talking about with Jake Ferguson coming out. He, he needs yeah. to get bigger. He needs to get down the gym. Needs yeah. to put on some bulk, and that's where you're trying to again, like I say, not trying to create, elevate. Yeah. You're just trying to elevate what you can do because yeah. as a blocker. He 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 does lack, and he lacks more because of the strength, just the, mm. just the positive strength that he has. Um, but everything else is, is super fine. I like all all the pass catching techniques. There is a little bit on the deep passing where he will lose track of the ball, but yeah, generally that's not like a a major bust where you know you could be like, ah, oh, no, that's it. I'm crossing off my list. Okay. Yeah. The, and, and I agree, Kincaid is way better than Ferguson. I do agree. Yeah. Um, he is it, it, similar in how you know it as in a comparison of style of play, but Kincaid has more positives. So yeah. um, I, I like it. And you watch the, the, the pass catching, and you go back to the combine. 
nothing is when he's he's catching the ball. Like listen, uh, I like to try and listen to the sound. What what's the sound like when they catch the ball? And with Kincaid, it's it's silent. So yeah, soft. And like if you don't hear that crack of it coming off your hands, then that means he's understanding. Mm-hmm. Where the ball is and how he's going to catch it, and it's away from his frame. He doesn't need to make frame catches, so um, I like it. And in terms of what he can provide you on upside going forward, yeah. uh, you know, it is it, it like the the floor and the ceiling with Kincaid are both really really high. Yeah, absolutely. Um, just as I say, look, the the comments are flying in tonight, and we do seem to have a couple of new viewers with us tonight or first time commenters so it's it's great to have all of you throwing those comments in keep them coming in we will try and pull up as many of your comments or questions as they come in um and if we're if we don't pull up your comments straight away we might be trying to just keep it for later on in the show but one of the questions here just on Kincaid um <laughs> I like this one from Ultra Cowboy. He's saying uh Darnell Washington will eat himself to being a, an offensive tackle. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's not, uh, far, it's not that far off, Mike. I mean, not. he's like 270 pounds, and you know, yeah. there's some guards that are, are coming in at that weight this year. So yeah, if he does well, need to eat, you don't need to eat much. Yeah. So uh, Ultra Cowboy again, and this was the comment I was trying to pull up. Trust the tape over the combine concaded sure. Zach Ertz 2.0. Would you agree with that assessment? Mm. So the comment I've made before about Zach Ertz with his blocking is falling over slowly. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best way to describe yeah. it. Um, so th- that's what he does. Kincaid, maybe if, if you say like, in, in t- yes, in, in most respects, in terms of how they block is slightly different because for some reason, however Zach Ertz managed to do it, he managed to make his style work. It shouldn't work because he was off balance a lot. So he was just always managing to keep his blocking in check, like this falling over slowly, te- you yeah. know, what it looked like. With Kincaid, it's more of just a lack of, of strength. It is, yeah. is what it is. Um and I and it's, it's a size thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um it's not that he's particularly underweight or tall, it's more of the mixture of the two. Yeah. Like he's he he is not going to be a guy that you're bringing in to 12 man personnel to block. He's gonna get you- blown up. Yeah, you could keep him out there. He is a wide tight end. Yeah, he, you, yeah. If there, there's a lot of teams that were taking Cade, and he would be a tight end one mm. coming in. Like you know, he, he's still again, like we say, rookie tight ends. Not all of them can just go for it. Um. Yeah. Uh, what was this, coach? So he's just saying, watch Sackers at Stanford. London Wells was the only offensive coach. Breadcrumbs for tight end at twenty six, potentially. Yeah, true. And and a lot of a lot of the drafts and mocks that I'm seeing from Kuiper, from Jeremiah, from you know, they're all putting tight ends with Dallas. I I saw. I think it was Daniel Jeremiah had one out today. Put Dalton Kincaid at Dallas. So that would work. 
<laughs> but I like I personally think that's a little high for Kincaid. Mm. But yeah. if it was the pick, I wouldn't be um I wouldn't be like, oh, what a yeah. disappointing pick. I'd be like, okay, great. That's what yeah. we're going for. That's what we're doing. Yeah. Tells you a lot yeah. about their plans. Yeah, it does. And I mean, look, if you flip it into what what's in the room. You have Peyton Hendershot, you have Jake Ferguson, you have guys who, who can block. Mm. And bringing in Kincaid would be a guy that's going to, you know, give you that ability to stretch things out, to get down the seam and win. Mm. But do we want to talk about Luke Musgrave or is oh, there anything well, else on... On Kincaid. No, go on, you go for it. Go for yeah. your guy, mate. Enough of talking about mine. Just literally just pulling up. Yeah, Dane Brugler and Todd McShay have Kincaid going to Dallas today as well. Might have been, sorry, it was actually it was Todd McShay's draft that I mock draft I saw. Mm-hmm. Um DJ Dog is saying he understands Kincaid Washington or Mayor at 26. Think Mayor will be gone before 26. Yeah. Um, I, I find it funny that both of us overlooked Mayor. Um but we'll go back to tight end. We will come yeah, back and we'll we round on tight end. Back around. I think I think we both overlooked him because we don't expect him to be there at 26. Is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um I mean, you know, did he win the Mackey Award? He did. No, he didn't. No, I don't think he did. Hold on. Let me go on let me go on my sheet. Let me go on my sheet. What while you're doing that, I'll 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 talk about Luke Mosgrave, okay? So again, Luke Mosgrave, not not great figures in terms of 11 receptions for 169 yards and one touchdown for the hype that he's getting. And I think someone has already said it in the comments, you know, they prefer a different tight end. But again, for a guy who's going to come in, who can play as an inline blocker, who can play as a wide tight end for you as well. Musgrave has the athleticism. He'll he tested well. He's explosive. So I think there's a very strong chance he will be in consideration at 26 if he's there. Eesh. 26 is too rich for me because he's mm. he's developmental in both parts, in blocking yeah. especially. Blocking, he needs a lot of work. Yeah, Catching, because, I mean, like, so here's my issue coming out of the gate straight away, right, is that we talk about Darnell Washington having mm. and and like he's considered so Luke Musgrave is considered as a pass catch in tight end, and yeah, yeah. Last year he had eleven receptions and one touchdown. Yeah, that's from a pass catch in tight end. Yeah. Now I know it's Oregon State, <laughs> so <laughs> there's a lot to say about the the talent that was at that team, and I'm not if there's Oregon State Beavers out there who are fans. <laughs> I'm not having a go at your team. I'm just saying, I'm just saying that the talent that was uh, surrounded by him and what he was getting out of there is a problem. But the issue is, is because he's got such limited production, um, he has a limited number of starts to getting on the field and doing much. They are so like development can be both a um, good thing and a bad yeah. thing because in one yeah. respect he's got no bad habits so there's yeah. a nice start okay so yeah. you haven't picked any bad habits up because you have no but also at the same time 
you've got nothing. So it's a blank slate. So it all yeah. depends on how coachable he is, which obviously being where we're sat, we don't know what that is. We don't know what yeah. that's like. So that puts a big question mark on there. So that revert comes back, wheels all the way back around to the pick of 26. That's why I don't want to do it. I don't yeah. want question marks at pick 26. I, I, I want to know what you are. I need you to be the guy who I need you to be to come in and do that. That I'm looking at that. There we go. There we are. That's what it is. But because he's developmental on both sides of it, in both parts of the game. Now, I, I, I can't do that at 26. Yeah. The, 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 the way I flipped you, Mike Rice, and look, you were the guy that talked me down on draft night last year. <laughs> I said Tyler Smith was a third-round talent. Oh, I'm still I'm still not uber convinced he's a first-round talent yet. So, okay. is, is there possibilities that Musgrave... Could develop. Yeah, exactly and, that. Hundred percent on this. hundred percent, and and, and the, they might go for that. So when we talked earlier about floors and ceilings, yeah, what it is with Musgrave is the floor is very very low because we don't know. We don't, we're not sure. When you watch it, he leaves you more questions than answers. But. Because the ceiling is at it can be as high as you like because he could develop into anything because we, we because they just don't, they don't know. But the, the issue that we, I mean, we do see issues when mm. he is there with separation that is seen. Um, prototypical again in terms of size, you know, that mm-hmm. you know, six foot five, six foot six, 240, yeah. 250 is about right with tight end, yeah. but he does it with but that blended with the speed that he has and the get off and the yeah. acceleration and, and you, you know a guy of that size shouldn't be able to do that but he does yeah um and you know if you just want to flow a red uh, throw a red flag in there he got the leg injury as well so there is a lower leg limb injury yeah risk assessment on that so if i want to put it all together He's a developmental, a huge developmental upside type guy. Yeah. But that I don't want to risk on my first round pick. Yeah. I just don't and want to. He's probably going to, he could very well be a guy that is in like the top five tight ends in mm-hmm. like three or four years time with plenty yeah. of development and, and coaching. Yeah. But he could also be a guy that, is just like never really come to fruition and hovers around in one particular type of role yeah. uh, uh, of that tight end sort of grouping. And that's what he is. But because of that, I'm not willing to gamble my first round pick. I'm not willing to gamble 26 on that. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Ultra Cowboy and Little Mac are giving me my fill of it here in the comments on Tyler Smith. I'm not, uh... knocking, t- I'm not <laughs> knocking Tyler Smith. At all, I think he's played well. I think it's a little early to be christening him this or saying he's the second coming of Tyron Smith. I like I like him a lot. I like I, what he does. I know you, and uh, and the, the we're, we're, I know we're not supposed to be talking Tyler Smith, but we're going to now because I, I'm I'm with our guys. I'm sticking up yeah. for them. Yeah. Uh, and so that means <laughs> I'm battling you, Bry. I'm battling you. Yeah. That Tyler this, Smith. This Tyler, what, Tyler Smith 
wasn't just good in what he did. He did it at two positions. Not only did he do it at two positions, he did it in two positions literally on separate drives. He's playing guard mm-hmm. at one point, and four snaps later, he's had to move to tackle because of an injury because Jason yeah. Peters is gone. Yeah, Like, there's literally very few offensive linemen that could do that. Zach Martin, when they asked, posed the question to him, Zach Martin, great, one of the greatest guards to have ever played, he will refuse to go and move to left guard, let alone right tackle. Yeah. So just another another comment in here. So Little Mac asked the question, who was the last draft, tight end drafted by Dallas in the first round? Do you know, Mike? I have a guess, but go on. So 1997. Yeah. Um, sorry, I'm just trying to I have it here in front of me. 1997 oh, you from LSU. <laughs> Am I getting you warm yet? Do you know who I'm talking about? Hit me with it, Bright. Go for it, baby. You have it the honor. Is David LaFleur. Yeah. Yeah. That is who the last the last tight end we drafted in the first round we've only drafted two so it's billy joel dupree who i believe is in the ring of honor mm. and david lafleur who is not in the ring of honor might have they might have made a a, a film about him <laughs> uh, brilliant all right so changed his name to peter yeah <laughs> all right so my last guy because I wanted to go like a little out there on this last one. Yeah. And then we'll talk about your last guy. But yeah. um, my last one, a little bit out there because it's it, it, he's an interesting guy to look at. Oh, and yes. It's Tucker Craft, <laughs> right? From mm-hmm. South Dakota State. Yeah. And it's this guy is really difficult to pin in on where he would work in the NFL. The only thing I can uh, I will say is that you find the right role for him and mm-hmm. he, he's one of those guys I could totally see him being one of these guys that like has games where he's fairly fairly quiet. Mm-hmm. But then there's going to be games where he comes out and he's on like 40 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah. But these touchdowns aren't coming when he's in the red zone. They're going to be outside the red zone. And he's just go, he's just blazing the trail and he's going down there. It is it's such... It, it, so, we said it before in the FCS, right? What yeah. you want to see is you want, to, you want the good players that you're looking to draft. You want them to look like the over-competitive dad, you know, beating out his kids in a game of football. So that's what you want to look at. They just need to like be obviously standing out, which Tucker does. So straight away, you just go, okay. So Kraft isn't fast. Like his top end speed, you wouldn't say is like, wow, it's good enough. It's good enough. But what he does have is he's got just like the shiftiness to him. And Mm. it's, it's a smooth accelerator when he goes, which makes it easier for quarterbacks to get to him. And it, it's it's such an awkward role in what you would have in the NFL because 
He's a he's a heavy guy. He's like two hundred and sixty pounds. Two sixty, yeah. Yeah. So it's I, I I like what I see. I do like what I see. Mm-hmm. When you watch Tucker Craft, it's more that like, what role would you play in the NFL? And I I I try and think about it. It's gonna he's a starting tight end. I do yeah. think right. I yeah. do think he's a starting tight end. I think he needs to be isolated, really, in order to succeed. Yeah. So a lot of, like, if he's the single tight end with three wide receivers, so he can get himself a little bit isolated out there. If he's made to try and be anything more than that and they get safety help on him, he's going to struggle. Yeah. There is obviously, like I say, there is, people's issues with Tucker Craft are going to be he's from the FCS. So he's he's still got that hurdle to, to pass over. Yes. A lot of his talents are still quite raw. So he's still going to yes. have to learn. Uh, DJ Dog, like he says, is, is that why I'm saying is run after catch. Yeah. Um, it is good. So that's why I'm saying like he's that type of guy who's going to score. Like a two tight, he's going to score two touchdowns in the game, but they'd be outside the red zone because he, he can he, he can yak. Uh, mm. Is what's good. So, there was a level of versatility as well. So, I'm, like they said, H back can yeah. work for him. It can yeah. work. So there is a level of versatility to move um, mm. from the line into the backfield if you needed to with him. Yeah, and he's got the weight. He's got the weight to do it. Yeah. I'm going to throw a comparison for him because this is the this was it took it took me a while on Tucker to see who who do, who do I think he might be Hunter Henry <laughs> a little bit a little bit yeah. he's a guy who in game suddenly as you say Mike has two touchdowns and you're going I didn't even realize he was playing today. Yeah, he's not going to have like masses of yards, but he's going to be like, you know, like these 40, 50 yard game with two touchdowns. And you're just like, oh, OK. And it would be like on like four receptions. Yeah. um, Something like that, maybe even less. It's just it's, a, it's an interesting one mm-hmm. to look at. He can catch the ball away from his frame. I, mm-hmm. I can remember watching a few on that. Um, You do see a lot of that. Blocking wise is totally fine too. Yeah, you know, he, he's he's on the point of attack on the on the run in the running game. Yeah, and he's got good yeah. strength and aggression yeah. that goes with it. And he'll run through guys to make yeah. sure that he's cleaning the hole. He won't will he won't give up on it. Um. So Lil Mac is just asking, can we give some third and fourth round tight ends? We're going to get to one in a minute. <laughs> like. Where would would you hmm, take a craft? I'd probably put Tucker Craft in the third round. Yeah, I am. I think I'm putting Tucker Craft in the third round. <laughs> I'm doing Tucker, it right now. Tucker Craft is a high third round potential to get into the second round. No, I don't think I. No, no way. I think he's a third potential. round. Because you can't, you can't say never. You can't. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. You can't say never because there is a team that might look at it and go, "No, that's exactly what we need." Yeah. Um, so you never know. But yeah, I would say, like, in terms of like the tight ends that you've got, and you go through the list, 
Yeah. Like Tucker Craft is like tight end number six or seven, which is crazy to uh, say. Five and five. There you go. That works yep. too. Like, yeah, I mean, that, that's a nice spot to have him hover around in. Um, yeah. So, you know, when you think how, when we said at the start, how deep the tight end position is, there you go. Like, yeah, that's a third, that's third round guy. Like most people would say, really? You go, what? Yeah. No way. That, that That's a day three guy then. He's like, no, trust me, the tight ends are so deep. Yeah. But that also can be the twist on it because will teams yeah. go, tight end so deep, we can wait. Yeah. And then the flip side of it is if a team really wants a tight end and needs a tight end, they might go early. Yeah, yeah. And it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. It's gonna I think he could flip he he could flip into um the second round quite easily. I think Maya and Washington are like shoe in for the first round for definite. Kincaid is like close behind <laughs> yeah um like if teams were like banking on a tight end and those two two have gone mm-hmm. i mean it's possible where they go like yeah let's yeah. let's go for it let's because we're not going to get him in the second round now yeah mm-hmm. it would be like madden very true it, it, it would indeed brian um again just look Lil Mac asked the question. He said a couple of third and fourth round tight ends. So the guy I'm 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 going to talk about is potentially lower than that. Yeah. But you know, we're we might come back around to tight end because as we say, yeah, it's we so will. deep. Yeah, but we will. Sam Laporta is definitely a guy for everybody to go and watch. Um again, we 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 didn't get to him. Um Bretton Strange is another guy to go and watch. He's potentially a fourth round. Davis Allen, probably a fifth-round pick, I'd say, Mike, is he? He could be works around there. You're working like yeah. a mid-day three type guy. Yeah. Uh, Noah Vandergriff, again, he's probably fifth round. Um, mm. I think DJ Dog or, or Joe already called out Zach Kuntz. Yeah. And Payne Durham, another Payne guy. Durham. So you've, I like, you've I like Payne, I like Payne Durham, too. Payne Durham I, is... I, He's a big guy. Oh, yeah. And what's funny is, like, I was watching the game earlier. What was I watching? Oh, I was watching um, John Michael Schmidt. Yeah. My flag. Um, obviously, for my draft report, because that's coming yes. out this week. And it was against Purdue. Uh, and I'm watching throughout the game. And then I, I happened to get stuck on a bit on the series where the offense was on. And I was like, all right. Need to watch Pink Durham a bit more. <laughs> Flag, I tell you, it's annoying me. It's my kids. It's my kids. <laughs> it's all it's, around. It's all about to change. Don't you worry, Mike. One day soon. <laughs> One day, very, very soon. But look, as we say, there's, there's plenty of guys who are down the list that 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 we could come back to. Like I've I've gotten down to nearly the bottom of the list, and and you know. <laughs> A guy from my own much beloved Longhorns, even though he didn't really play, is a guy who could slip into the into the late rounds. Jaleel Billingsley. Yeah, he's okay, Jaleel. He's all right. Uh, huge, huge attitude problems with it for him, and that's kind of why he didn't get much game time last year at the Longhorns. So, mm. you know, 
So uh, and he had a, he had an attitude too, because bear in mind he came from Alabama, he transferred yeah. from Alabama, yeah, and he, he left there with a bad attitude. Yeah. So and DJ Dog is saying he likes Payne Durham as well, and he Payne likes Durham's Aiden O'Connell as a dark horse sleeper. I mm, okay. I would have no problem with both of them being drafted, DJ Dog. Absolutely no problem at all. But the last guy that we're going to talk about, Mike, and this is a guy who is Marmite. He's your Marmite flavored ice cream. Yeah, I like him a lot, and I don't, and you don't. I really don't. <laughs> so, so, so myself and Mike are going to fall out about this. So, <laughs> and look, if any of you follow Brian Broadus on, um, on Twitter. A lot of people pick this guy. Broadus approves of the pick. PFF rates it as an F-rated pick. Yeah. If you take this guy in the fourth round, F. If you take this guy in the fifth round, F. Yep. Take this guy in the sixth round, F. So, without further ado, Luke Schoonmaker, no. tight end out of Michigan. Yeah. Monstrously big, six foot six, two hundred and fifty pounds, thirty-five catches for four hundred and eighteen yards and three touchdowns last year. What I like about this guy, he can block. He's a seam threat. Coming from a school in Michigan, which I don't like. Nope, neither do I. But they produce a lot of good tight ends. We have one on our roster already in Sean McEwen. Yeah. Uh, we have another Big Ten tight end on our roster in Jake Ferguson. Mike McCarthy comes from Big Ten country mm -hmm. in Pittsburgh. So I think there's a very, very, very big possibility. Again, if you get to the fifth or sixth round, you're still looking for a tight end. Shoemaker is on the board. Why not go ahead and take him? <laughs> I mean, I, I just think that for like, so first of all, Michigan play a lot of variant tight ends. Yeah. Um. So they all kind of have their own individual portion of what they do as a tight end in that group between yeah. them. The blocking, I agree with. Yeah, okay. It's not bad. Yeah. The, the issues are all to do with his catching. Like, yes, 100%. He can't run routes. He's raw there. When he does yeah. catch the ball, he's easy to bring down. Yeah. And he also drops a lot of passes. Like, people will go... Oh, and I, I, I mean, let me try and bring up his his stats from last year. Thirty-five receptions, okay. Four eighteen um, for three touchdowns. For three touchdowns, uh, but like it could have been a lot more. And so people go look at that and go, "Yeah, it's not a lot." And you're like, "You're not from a lack of like them trying to give him the ball." <laughs> it's bad. And like, I just think like you can't use him in the red zone. It's not going to work in the red zone for you. Yeah. So the only place really where you're going to utilize him is in midfield. Yeah. And the only way you're going to be using him in midfield is as a blocking tight end on 12-man personnel. Yeah. And it just makes your offense too one-dimensional and too 
simplified for defenses to know what you're trying to do. You know that if it's coming from anywhere, it's coming from the opposite side. Yeah. The only thing I would do is if he's going to be your pure blocking tight end as a tight end three, yeah. like we've done in the past, we've had that guy. James Hannah. Yeah. Uh, and you, you keep him there. And that's all you. But the only issue with that is like, I'm not using a draft pick to get that guy. <laughs> that, that's the trouble. That's why I don't like him. Is that yeah. I'm just like, I can get an undrafted free agent tight end that will do that for me. Or yeah. I can go into the free agent pool and I'll find a guy who will take that role on. Why am I wasting a draft pick on this? Hmm. Yeah. 100%. I, I would not disagree with anything you say. Um, and, and when you say, look, we could take someone out of our, our usual bargain basement free agency shopping, I 100% agree with you that you, we could get a, a tight end for a million that will come in and do that. Mm. I would consider flying out to Dallas and doing that myself. <laughs> but look, is there any other tight end that you think people should keep an eye out for? As we say, we might spring back around to this one. The, the, the only other one that's kind of like, um, he is a tight end, but I would say um, more of a fullback is North Dakota State. Yes. Um, Hunter Lupke. So, like, he's he mm-hmm. is a pure fullback, but yeah, go it go in. He, he's a H back basically. Yeah, For, you're gonna but you're gonna use him as a fullback going forward. Mm-hmm. But he does offer you. He is um, he's basically especially on the West Coast offense. You're gonna need a fullback for death. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But what he could be is exactly what the San Francisco 49ers have with their fullback. Yeah. So he he will provide you receiving options, but he's going to help you out in the run game. And like yeah. they're super effective in the run game. Don't forget the 49ers, no matter who they put back there. Yeah. For reasons like that. So that's, yeah. I know it's cheating because I'm saying a fullback's name here, but he's a fullback that will give you receiving options just mm. like the 49ers have. Yeah. And to, to, to be fair, like, I mean, when you're getting down to six and seven drum picks, those guys all have to have an ability to play special teams as well. Oh, yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. And that's something Lupke can definitely do. Mm. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. So he's def- he's definitely a guy to, to, to maybe keep an eye on as well. He's, but, he's underrated. Like, nobody's yeah. talking about it. And I'm just, like, looking at it, looking at it going, fit, what, Dallas... The only, it, like we're still kind of in the dark about how much of a West Coast offense Mike McCarthy's mm. playing. But if he's yeah. playing a traditional West Coast like he was doing in Green Bay, yeah, like that that way, that's what I'm looking at. Then yeah. there we go. Take that fullback, like you say, in the sixth round, perfect. Yeah, definitely. So look, it's an hour. It's it's an hour and fifteen minutes at this stage, Mike. So I'm going to by going to throw it over to you to give a shout out for uh for for thursday night and what you guys are going to be doing um yeah just looking another draft show looking at the news going through the updates yeah um look at paul add a little bit more look into that mm. and yeah. then just talk to all the lovely people out there so about yeah. talking to lovely people 
it it is it's not yes. all these lovely people and as we say look the new new people in tonight and the interactions as we say and mike will say this too you guys are our mvps Hell yeah boy <laughs> <laughs> absolutely so look uh I'm just going to pull them up, Mike. So if you want to give a shout out, do 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 do. Should we do, do it? There we um, go. There we are. Cowboys experience. Go give them a message. Go say hello. Tell them we sent you. And if you're flying from the UK or Europe, then ask them about the UK Cowboys trip. It's all there, ready to rock for you guys. So mm-hmm. make an inquiry, make your book in, just tell them it's with us, and you will get a load of free stuff, baby. Yeah. And as Rich Jones says, you might also get chocolate pudding. Yeah. <laughs> uh... And, of course, if you want to follow along with all of these great people here, our fellow content creators, you have the likes of Skywalker Steel, you have Marcus and... Brandon over at Cowboys, y'all. You have Vach. You have um, Big Game James. And, of course, then you have all of the... the I was going to say professional media guys, but the, the guys who are who are working in, in media full-time. So the likes of Jeff, the likes of KT, you know, the likes of RJ, Mike, Paul, who were working over Blogging the Boys and the Dallas Cowboys own media team. Yay, that's right. Lots of fun. Nope. Stressful time this year, mind. Yeah. Like, it was obviously his first year doing it, and you're just like, whoa, this is coming in thick and fast. Yeah, absolutely. So what time can everyone catch you on Thursday, Mike? 9 p.m. usual time, UK time, 3 p.m. Central. Yeah, absolutely. So it's a good night from him. And a good night from him. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here. Stay safe, guys. Good night. Nice.